It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The College Football Experience TCU Horn Frogs 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks, content and contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize for first place. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Yes, download the Game Time app to get last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX and thank us later. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN Let It Ride. Football experience. TCU Horn Frogs 2000. 23 season preview. What a season a year ago. I, I'm not even going to give them a hard time for the national championship performance because they made the national championship. They never trailed in the playoffs uh, prior to that. They took down Jim Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines. And I know, look, Coach Leach on the introduction. Sonny Dykes was his old assistant. I know he was smiling. Oh, I know he was smiling down on old Sonny Dykes uh, and Garrett Riley, the younger brother of Lincoln Riley. We're going to talk all about how uh, that magical season was and the upcoming year, the calendar year, 2022 brought in the new year, 2023 with a bang, but then started the new year with a dud. Hopefully things are, you know, a, a quick rebound. But when you get to that, big of a stage, you know, it, it's easy to think, Hey, maybe they, uh, blew their, you know, proverbial, whatever, uh, on new year's Eve against Michigan. And you know, they, they just didn't have enough to uh, do it again against Georgia, but that's the kind of step that you have to take. You know, you have to bang yeah. against that door before you can finally kick it down. Capped off their 13th double digit win season in 21 years. Whew. Georgia, Georgia themselves. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's incredible. 13 double digit wins in 21 years. This program is a monster. Mm-hmm. This program, if they can do it again, what they're doing and, and maintain this level, they are the premier program in the uh, big 12. Clearly um, if they can keep it up. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, look, perhaps you're wondering who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby swinging database dad, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Uh, would have killed a normal man, but nah. now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was 
It was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. I mean, what a great first year for Sonny Dykes. Yeah. Like I said, Mike Leach, longtime friend of the program here. Uh, I know he'd be happy to see uh, Coach Dykes and Riley. I mean, the doing best, the damn thing. Best year, obviously, in uh, Dykes' career here, pretty much by a mile. I mean, he's had some success at some of the other stops he's been at Louisiana Tech, Cal, SMU, but nothing anywhere approaching this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I was shocked. I look, I didn't think the hire was a bad hire. I just thought it was more of the same. I thought it was six, seven wins, yeah. maybe eight. And uh I mean, based on what Patterson had done, me up. that would have been shutting me up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Flushing the toilet on old Dundee, but <laughs> hey, I, I started to buy in with the Gillespie hey, hire. You yeah. know, I was on the same page. You yeah. know, I, I wasn't as verbal about it as you, but I, I was on the same page. I didn't think it was going to be a, a home run at all, and who knows if it will be long term. But Jeremiah Donati doing an unbelievable job with the TCU athletic department. Their baseball team obviously had a great year. Uh, subscribe to the college baseball experience. The basketball team had a great year. Subscribe to the college basketball experience, and then. The football team went to the national championship. So doing a great job, Jeremiah Donati. And look, folks, uh probably wondering who this is on the other side of the, the mic here. Give it up for my co-host, farmer, farmer JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi oh man. Yeah, buddy. Um, Thirteen double-digit win seasons in twenty-one years. The program is a monster. Fort Worth is on fire. I think you know they have to be excited with the future of the program. Although I think they should probably expect some regression this year, right? Going to be hard I, to replicate I mean, yeah, that. Yeah, sure, sure. But I also think, and, and TCU fans don't want to hear this because they took Sonny Dykes from SMU, and they have that great rivalry, the Battle of the Iron Skillet. But this is why you give them permission. You know, you give them access to the power five. Look what TCU's done. They've ran with it. And you could argue that if SMU is given access, you don't have to argue it. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. A, 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 a program, you know, in this talent rich and football obsessed area of the country, Fort Worth or SMU in Dallas with that much money also going into the program, they're going to dominate. Yeah, they're gonna. TCU's been a perfect example. Maybe the Houston Cougars will be next. They don't want to hear that though. These are TCU fans. They want to know what the hell we're talking about here. Well, speaking of Houston uh, and speaking of uh, SMU, and even another rival of uh, of TCU's uh, uh, Baylor. All of their coaches. Kendall Bryles is a uh, Houston graduate and a former Baylor coach, obviously. Mm, mm. Sonny Dykes is, uh, like you mentioned, Texas came Tech from grad, SMU right? and, uh, yeah, is from Texas Tech. Texas stays Texas. They, they uh, let's take a look back at the year, though, and Sonny Dykes is 13 and 2 first season. Uh, obviously, you know, they had. A good team, Max Duggan. We watched them last night on the uh, on the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, one of five right? players from last year's team playing in that game. Quentin Johnson, he's on the San Diego Chargers too, right? Quentin and Johnson, Los Angeles Chargers, whatever the fuck. Yeah, but, um, Darius yeah. Davis had a punt um, return last yeah. year. Travion Hodges, Tomlinson was playing in that, and like you said, Duggan. Uh, oh, and Steve Avila, the guard. Yeah, uh, second round pick. All off to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so that team, perhaps more talented than people realize, but Patty, see, I can tell you this. You look back at last season, one score win against SMU, one score win against Kansas, 
Double overtime, one score win against Oklahoma State. Ten point win against Kansas State. Ten point win against West Virginia. That was really a lot closer. Ten point win against Texas Tech. Set one score win against Texas. One point win with the fire drill against Baylor. One score win against the Michigan Wolverines. Then again, the only loss, an overtime loss by three, uh, prior to the national championship. You, I think the stats and those close wins suggest that maybe it's a counterfeit uh, magical run in the national championship. And maybe there is something to that, but I don't think so. I think they were good enough to find a way to win every game and they did it week to week. You know, All they right. just had a lot of, I mean, shit, I agree. Eight they, NFL they players enough. drafted 11 yeah. on NFL rosters from last year's team. That's, that's a stacked ass team. I agree. But at the same time, you got to agree that I think it was a little bit of everything. And I think any team that wins the national that goes to the national championship, I mean, look, we saw Ohio state, I think play outplayed Georgia and Marvin Harrison gets knocked out of the game. That was a huge moment where the game changed because Marvin Harrison was scorching the Georgia bulldogs. Yeah. Also a missed field goal. So they Ohio state. I mean, my point is you need luck on a run to the championship. Yeah. Now the luck that I'll speak of Patty Singh, look from October 1st until October 22nd, October 1st, Dylan Gabriel gets knocked out of the TCU game. Right. When it was still a close game, right? Yeah. The Oklahoma game. Yes. October 8th, Jalen Daniels gets knocked out in the first half with a, with an injury. And that was the, the, the injury that kept him for the rest of the year for the most part Yeah, against Kansas on the road and October 15th, they played Oklahoma state without Spencer Sanders. And then squeaked out a double over on October 22nd, Kansas state has an 18 point lead 28 to 10. When both quarterbacks are knocked out of the game, <laughs> who uh, who is it? Adrian uh, Martinez and yeah. Will Howard. And Will Howard, that's right. They had to go to a freshman, so you could definitely make the case that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we saw Kansas State at uh, basically full strength. I think Will Howard was a better quarterback than Martinez, and he was starting for the uh, you know conference championship game. That was a great game. I don't think they were outclassed, but you know, obviously they went. The game went to overtime. Um, they could have easily won that, but. Uh, you know, it may be if Howard stays healthy in the regular season, that happens too. You ready for another one? Yep. What if Chandler Morris doesn't get knocked out of the Colorado game? That, that was seven to six at halftime. <laughs> seven to six at halftime. Yeah, I mean, I give Morris credit. Eighteen to twenty-seven, so that's sixty-seven percent, uh, and one touchdown. Then, then again, the adjusted yards per attempt six point one. So he was uh, Charlie Checkdown in that game. Let's see if he can throw the ball downfield a little more. But you, you will take sixty-seven percent completion percentage and no interceptions most most of the time. Yeah, look, everything was great. It was a great season. TCU, uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving the the progress as a program that they've made over the past twenty years. Oh, uh, look, we're gonna talk offense, defense, special teams, uh, transfer portal. We're gonna go game by game on the Horn Frog schedule. But before we do that. I want to tell you that the college football experience, two thousand twenty-three season preview episode is brought to you by game time. Yes. I mean, look, how many times have you been stressed out trying to buy tickets? Like you get to the city that you're going to go to the game and you know, you're trying to find them last minute, hunting down the best price, competing with other buyers, you know, for, for, for the top ticket or the ticket you want. It's looking like uh trading places when the scalpers holding up the tickets and everyone's running on uh yeah, I can tell you this, <laughs> the stock exchange, you'll be, you'll be surprised at the one time that, that the first memory that jumps into my mind is the, uh, 
I went to, I was in Missoula, Montana, FCS, the Montana Grizz. They do it right, man. They do college football, right? So Eastern Washington and, and both those teams, very good FCS teams. If you don't follow FCS, uh, that was a very good game. And I was like, I gotta, I'm in my uh, Missoula doing stand up, And I'm like, I gotta get to a game. I gotta get to uh, this game that everyone's talking about everywhere you go. So I'm like, I'm going to this thing, but man, it was hard to get tickets. That thing was sold out. Right? So I'm, I'm sitting there StubHub, everything, you know, I'll, I'm just searching for every asking. I'm trying to scalp tickets, hottest show in town, just struggling left and right, trying to get tickets. And uh, anyway, you know, it would have been a lot better if I could just go to something like game time. Yes. Uh, game time. Uh, is, is, is what you need to check out. You can browse through the game time app and talk about the upcoming events in your area. Well, and this is not only, you know, sports, sporting events, concerts too. All right. Um, I, one of the things I love about game time is they have the flash deals, last minute tickets, easy to find and, and buy tickets for every event in the area image. This is huge image of seat views. I mean, how many times have you gone to a, a, a concert or a stadium where you just don't have Oh, I got this tickets. Then you get there and you're like, honey, do we bring the binoculars? No. <laughs> All right. So, and also they got the lowest price guaranteed. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's fantastic. You gotta check out game time. Beautiful. Snag the tickets without stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code S uh, I'm sorry. Use the code uh, for us. We, we have a different code. It's going to be uh, CFBX. CFBX is the, is what you need to use there for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Uh, terms apply again, create an account and redeem the code. Once again, CFBX for $20 off download the game time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, we are back on the college football experience at Pat DC. We are talking. Let's talk a little bit about this transfer portal because, uh, you know, college football 2023, we didn't have to do this five, six years ago, but now you get, you're insane if you can't. I mean, <laughs> Army, Navy, Air Force, and what? Clemson? Clemson. Those are like the only schools yeah. that don't use the, Even Iowa, Kirk Ferrets. Who has only thrown the forward pass once in his career on a fake field goal <laughs> has finally adjusted. Yeah. He started to use the portal, uh, buddy, uh, departing. Let's talk about who's leaving. Yeah. Aside Dallas. from the uh, 11 NFL players. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Medford at the wide receiver position heads out to the New Mexico Lobos, Bright Vincent and Danny Gonzalez. Also cornerback 
Marvin Covington heading to the Lobos as well. Also, safety Diarco Perkins McAllister heading out to the Lobos. Lobos got a pipeline going through Fort Worth. Mm, mm, mm. Quarterback Sam Jackson, four star transfer, uh, according to 24 7 Sports. And I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> he goes to. Uh, he goes to the California Golden Bears in Berkeley to drop acid with That's, those five uh, people. Oh, five of five, hundred percent completion percentage, four star rating according to twenty four seven Sports. Uh, cornerback Keon Stewart heads out to the Arkansas Razorbacks and Sam pulled pork Pittman. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, that might be a, a, a tough loss. Yeah, you don't want to lose it in conference. What did uh, Stewart do? Uh, 14 tackles. Okay. Uh, wide receiver Quincy Brown, four star transfer. He's in the portal. Hasn't landed anywhere yet, according to 24 7. Tight end, Draquavius Spivey heads out to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Okay. Spivey was good for 11 catches last year. Offensive tackle, Altrick, Altrick, uh, Barlow heads out to the Marshall Thundering Herd. Okay. Wide receiver Blair Conright. Heads out to the North Texas Mean Green, right up the road. Five catches there, out the door. Uh, defensive lineman Doug Blue Ellie, he is in the portal. Safety Deshaun McEwen is in the portal. Four-star athlete, according to twenty-four-seven Sports, Keontae Jenkins is in the portal. Four-star wide receiver Jordan Hudson heads out to get this one. The SMU Mustangs. Let me get this straight. You can go anywhere. You go to the rival cross town. Not, but I guess TCU did to get their coach. Yeah. Hudson Hudson had a nose for the end zone. Only 14 catches, but three touchdowns. Mm. Mm. Defensive end uh, Landon Watson heads out to the Marshall thundering herd as well. Marshall getting a pipeline through there. Uh, Offensive tackle Noah Boltikoff heading out to the Indiana Hoosiers. Cornerback Kyron Chambers heads out to the SMU Mustangs. Patty mm, C again. Uh, quarterback Alexander Honig heads out to the Yukon Huskies and friend of the program Jim Mora Jr. And that's what they lost. A lot. A couple. You know, they lost depth. They okay. lost depth there. Didn't, well, doesn't seem like they lost a ton of starters. Well, incoming. They brought in quarterback Chance Nolan from the Oregon State Beavers. I feel like he, he had a decent. I mean, he was. Uh, he, he provides, if nothing else, depth. starting experience depth, and yeah. yeah, depth. Yeah. Uh. So you know, you lose Sam Jackson, snakes on the plane, and you get Chance, Chance Nolan. Chance He's Nolan got some starts. Seven the touchdowns, eight interceptions last year. Still so. got some experience. Yeah. Uh. How about this one? Running back Trey Sanders from the Alabama Crimson Tide. Transfers uh, in to the TCU Horn Frogs. A trail. He, yeah, they they were sad to see him go at Bama. You know, wished him well, but uh, you know that could be an impact uh, addition. It's got some speed. What about JoJo Early? He's vying for the uh, running back, starting running back spot, right? Yeah. What uh, about JoJo Early, four star transfer from Alabama as well, going to TCU? Hello. Just in that pipeline. Yeah. Uh, offensive tackle, four star transfer, Tommy Brockermeyer from the Alabama Crimson Tide. Three Alabama Crimson Tide Wasn't members. Brockermeyer, weren't those like uh, big time recruits? I know there were yep. two of them, the two yep. brothers. Maybe the yep. Uh, yeah, JoJo Early uh, for Alabama, twelve catches, fifty five or one hundred fifty five yards, two touchdowns. So you know, getting some talent there. 
Uh, contributor. Cornerback Avery Helm coming in from the Florida Gators. I can tell you, I like this one. Tight end Jack Besh or Beck, I think it is from uh, LSU. He was a stud at LSU, not Beck. last year, but the year before, I believe. It's a very good get, in my opinion. I want to check on old Jackie Beck, but we'll uh, I'll get back to you in a minute. Offensive lineman Willis Patrick coming over from Deion Sanders in Jackson State. There you go. How about this one? He started at at Oklahoma State. Wide receiver John Paul Richardson going cross division. You know what? Man, going for Oklahoma State to TCU. That's tough. That is tough. But uh, that's a nice get. And wow! Then- wow! 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 That Jack Beck, you're right. Uh, career-wise, pretty high. Um, two years ago, 43 catches, 489 yards. Yeah, it's a good get. Last year, 16 catches, 200 yards. That guy bringing in a little talent there. Bringing in a little talent. And I can tell you this. Uh, I don't know what Rick uh, DeBreu is doing, but he was like East Carolina's best defensive lineman last year, and you know. Clearly, he's making a mistake by heading out to uh, TCU. <laughs> but uh, well, you know, uh, TCU is this year's TCU. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, we we started it. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but that's a huge get. That's I maybe think that's what play. happened. Is TCU? You know, mistook the ECU song right there, and that they, they believed in the spirit of TCU. Yeah. Yeah, I bu- I'll buy into that. Uh, so also Jalen Robinson, wide receiver from Ole Miss, coming in. Uh, wide receiver Dylan Wright from the Minnesota Golden Gophers coming in. Maryland offensive lineman Colton Deary coming in. Sounds like they bolstered the offensive line and the receiver. I mean, you get rated in the draft and the portal a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you got to go in and strike back. Defensive lineman Tico Brown coming in from Missouri State. He was there with Road Rash Face, aka Bobby Petrino. Uh, Patty C, <laughs> did they win the portal? I'm going to say they did. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, bringing in, they lost guys that weren't huge contributors last year and they put in guys that have had significant. I mean, we, we just, uh, who's the Oregon state quarter chance Nolan. Yeah. Going back two years ago, 19 touchdowns, 10 or 19. Yeah. 10 interceptions. And prior to that six touchdowns, 200. So he was good prior to last year. Last year was a bad look for him, but Look, you bring that in. You might need depth if Chandler Morris goes yeah. down, and you put in all those. Re- I, I'm curious. Defensively, they didn't add add too much. It seems like in the portal, couple guys on the defensive line, a uh, couple secondary guys too. Uh, but you're right. Uh, look, folks, we're gonna break down the offense and the defense. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience TCU Horn Frogs brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Yes, sign up today. And you get access to an exclusive contest, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. Uh, besides the season long contest, they also have weekly contests just for the patrons. Plus a monthly SGP stories podcast, completely ad free and full of behind the scenes stories from SGPN. You might hear about the time Lenny Dykstra was on the show. We've, I mean, we got a lot coach Leach, a lot of good stories behind the scenes. Um, there's even a discord channel just for the patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. Sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. All right, we are back on the college football experience. And Patty C, Garrett Riley gone. He's heading out to the Clemson Tigers. Mm. Uh, they go out and they get Kendall Bryles, son of Art Bryles, comes over from the Arkansas Razorbacks. Nice um, little pickup there. Let's let's talk. I mean, I know last year's offense was Riley, but 
top 10 offense a year ago in scoring offense, ninth in the nation, 31st in rush offense, 38th in pass offense, total offense charting at 27th in all the land. Well, let me tell you what 27th is good, but you know, it's better. What's that? 15th. And that's what Kendall Browse had at Arkansas last year. 15th. There you go. There you go. So maybe they upgraded at the uh, coordinator position. Maybe they did, or, or maybe they had four non-con games against uh, the likes of uh, Missouri State. <laughs> uh, but I do think you can dilute the stats some on that. Sure, but I think they're probably comparable offensive yeah. coordinators. Uh, obviously, Max Duggan's gone. Actually, the TCU offense only returns three starters from a year ago, Patty C, and that is wide receiver Savion Williams. And the tackle spots. At least you're getting the the left and right tackle spots back. Andrew Coker and Brandon Coleman. Gotta be happy but about that. Damn, it's empty. Yeah, this is an empty. Is an empty offense <laughs> compared to uh, the national championship team we saw. Uh, Kendra Miller, basically 1,400, 1,399 rushing yards, and 17 touchdowns. And they lost Dean Mercado, the backup. Remember, he was good too. Yeah, yeah. 681 rushing yards. Gosh, that's a lot. That's basically 2,000 yards of rushing that just walked out the door. Chandler Morris, I think was able to redshirt from a season ago. So you got him back. He was a big time recruit at one point by Oklahoma. Uh, they have Josh Hoover backing him up and chance Nolan as well. How do you feel about the quarterback position here? Patty C? I think, uh, you know, I think it's tough to say because obviously Sonny Dykes likes to throw the ball around. Kendall Browse likes to throw the ball around. Uh, uh, not Max Duggan. Uh, Chandler Morris is more of a throwing quarterback, but I feel like Duggan was what this team needed in in terms of extending drives. He and certainly making plays. willed the team a couple times yeah. to victory. Yeah. So a lot you of wonder times. if Morris can do that, but the running back position is going to be Trey Sanders at the running back spot. He's battling uh, uh, Imani Bailey. There's also Corey Wren and Trent Battle in that uh, in that running back room. Receiving wise. Jojo early coming in from Alabama, as we alluded to, and also John Paul Richardson from Oklahoma state. Those are two nice gets. They'll be paired with the veteran Savion Williams. Uh, also tight end Jared Wiley is one to, to keep. I mean, they have John Beck too, but uh, I'm sorry, Jack Beck and uh, Jared Wiley, uh, Texas, former Texas transfer. It's going to be interesting to see how the tight end position could be a, a real area, a real strength for them this year. The well, I mean, Davis, I didn't get to, you know, study as much as I would have liked to, but obviously anyone who saw Quentin Johnson, he jumped off the screen as an absolute, you know, horse, huge and fast and with good hands. But uh, I think, you know, with all these receivers returning, uh, Williams was 29 catches, Wiley was 24 and then bringing Beck over from LSU. They probably got a pretty decent core here, right? I do too. I think it's, I think it's a good core. Now, obviously how, 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 how good can they mesh all together? And I probably fine, but uh, uh, offensive line only returning two starters on the offensive line. We got to circle that because that's a little bit of a red flag to me. Yeah, um, that's a big red. Flag. Yeah, uh, center John Lance, uh, who does have seven starts in his career, he's gonna be t- he's gonna be stepping up. Also, Willis Patrick, uh, who came over from Jackson State, will be starting. Ironically, opening up his career against his former coach, Deion Sanders. He's he's probably the be- uh, second best Patrick Willis or Willis Patrick out of Mississippi. <laughs> Come on, there you go. Uh, well played, well played. Oh, thank you. Also, uh, left guard Garrett Hayes, uh, a guy that's uh, you know started, I believe, two no played in two games. So they're counting on a brand new offensive line for the most part. With the ta- at least you have your tackles back. Um, let me let me say this: Amani Bailey, who was the third running back last year. 
8.1 yards per rush. And that's on 31 carries. So that's not like a, a super small sample size. Yeah. Apparently the guy's got some jets. Yeah. Now the defensive side of the ball, Joe Gillespie, I thought did a great job a year ago. Now, even though the numbers probably might not reflect it, 89th in scoring defense, 78th in rush defense, uh, pass defense, 96, starting at the 94th best defense in the country. But that Texas game was the signature game for me. Uh, in terms of putting up, they go to Austin held, held their offense to three points. Uh, yes, they scored 10, but that was on a fumble return with like 30 seconds left. Yeah. Right. Um, really impressed by, by the likes of Joe Gillespie. Um, yeah, that was incredible. Kind of, I mean, running that Rocky long three, Texas three, had five, what, like a top yeah. 20, top 25 offense yeah. last year. Yeah. And that was Quinn Ewers was playing that game. They can't they can't use this excuse. Ah, Hudson Card, like he's not good. Right. Uh, <laughs> but the defense does return seven, and maybe you know that was Gillespie's first year coming over from Tulsa, so maybe the defense will be a little bit better. Uh, you add in the fact, but I will say this: just one starter back on the defensive line and Demonic Williams. It's a great name. Uh, but they have Tyman Mitchell coming in from the Georgia Bulldogs. There you go. That's that's good. Georgia does produce some decent defense alignment. Yes. Also, they're counting on freshman Marcus Deal to be a stud. They also have uh, Rick DeAbru from East Carolina, who I alluded to, uh, who definitely must be mixed up to uh, leave the great city of Greenville. Uh, linebacking core, Patty. See Johnny Hodges back. Uh, Jamoy Hodge back. Um, they're breaking in the star linebacker Namdi Ayabozer. That. Is really so bringing back two of three in the linebacking core. The secondary, former Colorado Buffaloes uh, strong safety Mark Perry back along with Bud Clark, also Josh Newton who was previously at ULM a couple of years ago, uh, also uh, Millard Bradford. So four of five in the secondary. The That's only thing they're breaking in is the new Florida Gators corner coming in Avery Helm. They also have a Missouri transfer behind him and Ish Berndine. Um Patty, see, is the defense going to be better this year? I would say yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ninety six. It, it's hard to get a whole lot worse. Um, but bringing back a lot. I mean, losing the Thorpe Award winner, uh, uh, Travis Hodges Tomlinson, fifteen passes defense last year. That's going to be hard to replace. But you know, TCU has always been to an extent like DBU in terms of uh, just having a fast. Back even. to the days of Larry Brown. There you go. Neil O'Donnell. Don't, what's up? Let's, let's not yeah. talk about that. Uh, the good folks in Dallas, Fort worth are very fond of that moment. Um, look, yeah, I do think they're going to get better. How much better. It's tough to say the the big 12, most of those teams can move the ball, but any, any, even a marginal improvement is, is massive for this team. So I, I do think they'll get better. I think the offense probably takes a step back, obviously. Overall, I think the team is slightly worse for the wear, but I mean, even with that, you might be a 10 win team, you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, kicker, kicker and punter, I should mention are back first team, big 12 kicker Griffin Kell is back. Same with Jordan Sandy. Yeah, I believe Kell was what? Like 16 of 18. If I, uh, yeah, that. getting it done, getting it done. I'm seeing that. Yep. I'm seeing that here pretty Did- or 17 and 19. They're saying. Yeah, ninety percent kicker. I mean, obviously, he was pretty dang clutch in that uh, in that Baylor fire, fire drill, drill. Yeah. fire drill game. Uh, yeah, so that's a good thing to have for the special teams coordinator Mike Tomerdahl. Uh, look, folks, if you're watching on YouTube right now, remember also we host the college basketball experience, the college baseball experience, the Big Twelve experience. 
the college football experience, the FCS college football experience come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. And if you're watching, well, first off subscribe, if you're watching right now, you see the sweet graphics, shout out to our graphics department here at SGPN. And you see the win total sitting at seven and a half wins, seven and a half wins, buddy. See this team won what 13 a season ago. Thirteen a season. Sounds ago. like it should be a layup, but let's uh, let's check recent history. Um, you know, in the five years or four years prior to that, they did not eclipse six wins in the regular season. Granted, twenty twenty, a little bit of a yeah. you know, a, you can't know, really can't grain really, of salt. They're six yeah. and four. They probably would have broken a you know get with a easy, somewhat easier nine conference slate than within the conference. What, what do you think? Eight and that was an eight and four team, seven and five team yeah. in twenty twenty. Yeah. Let's see. Maybe they maybe they get it back on. They track have zero back to back away games. That's a good thing to have on your schedule. Yeah. Week one, Saturday, September second. Oh, 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 oh. Big noon kickoff on Fox. So let me get this straight. I, I just want to build some of the drama here. You got the starting offensive lineman uh, Will's Patrick, who used to play with Jackson State, right? Mm. You got your starting strong safety Mark Perry, who used to play at Colorado. Mm. Mm past two years, or I'm sorry. He was two years ago. He transferred over. Uh, Then you have the fact that TCU athletic director, Jeremiah Donati interviewed Deion Sanders for the coaching position, decided to not go with him, went with Sonny Dykes looking pretty damn good for year one. Can't complain about the results there, but I wonder, then you have the Deion side of this Colorado Buffalo's 70 transfer. You never seen a team like this ever before. And the fact that he is from Dallas for, or, you know, his kids Shador Sanders, yeah. both the players that play on the team, Shiloh Sanders, Shador Sanders from the Fort worth. Yeah. And he won I a mean, super bowl in Dallas. Yeah. I mean, this player. is, this is a, uh, this is a lot of, a lot of stuff to talk about here. They knocked out Chandler Morris a year ago for the season Yeah, and started that magic run buddy. Oh, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sonny Dykes should Go over to the Colorado yeah. administration and you give know, old Rick him. George a hug. Yeah, um, buddy, this this spread is insane. Um, I completely think it's ridiculous considering how many uh, close games there were a season ago. But uh, I'm gonna quickly pull it up right now. Uh, I think Colorado's got a shot to win this game. I do too. I think you know TCU is replacing so much um, in year two here that. You have to expect there to be some rust or at least some kinks that need to be worked out. And who knows how? I mean, obviously, you have to kind of expect the same thing for Colorado, but depending on who's ahead of schedule. The Sean Lewis hire was huge for me at Colorado. Is that offense? They're running the same offense. These teams run the same offense. They're catching 21 points right now yeah, I over think, at DK. I think from a talent standpoint, Colorado is much closer than pro- people probably realize. And uh, I think, and I don't think depth will play as big as a role in game one as game seven or something like that true. or five. Uh, plus six seventy five for the Colorado Buffaloes on the money line. Who's I mean, Shador at this point has more, uh, much more co- uh, collegiate experience than Chandler Morris, but I still think you probably have two pretty talented quarterbacks going at it here. I don't know. I'll I, give it the TCU, but I think that's going to be a one score game. Yeah, I think three yeah. touchdowns is probably yeah. a lot. But hey, we're talking about. But you pointed out this team did not win a bunch of games by a lot of points. I mean, they blew out Iowa State last year, they blew out Oklahoma last year, and they blew but out Colorado was, uh, last yeah. year. But, but that was seven to six at halftime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this game will be closer, but I'm giving it to TCU. 
Then they got the kernels of Nichols coming to town. Shout out to Nichols. Uh, two and Nichols uh, <laughs> scored what, like eighty-five points in a game a couple of years back. That was back when they had Lindsey Scott. That's right, three um, and eight last year. Things have uh, fallen. The wheels have fallen off for the Colonels. Now they in week three they head to TD ECU Stadium. And this is the home opener, the first Houston Cougar Big Twelve game. Patty C. I have the Houston Cougars beating TCU. Uh, you can't spell TDECU without TCU, and they're going to come in there and take ownership of that stadium. I don't have Houston winning. Really? I have the TCU winning that. Okay. Now they host the SMU Mustangs. Rhett Lashley, former offensive coordinator for Sunny Dykes, bringing in a shit ton of players from. Uh, I mean, they're paying players. They got a lot of players coming in. Uh, the old Iron It was skillet. a one score game a year ago, man. Yeah. Second most played rival of, of TCU's all time to Baylor. This is the it looks like close to no, this is like the hundred third meeting between these two teams. Fantastic. Great rivalry. Don't ruin this one, TV execs. Um, <laughs> Cross town, SMU comes to town. I'll give it to TCU. I feel like I want to too, but they're coming up on a loss here. No, I have you should have a loss by there. I feel like. I mean, I think they could lose to Colorado. I think they could lose to Houston. I think they could lose to SMU. They're going to lose one of those. We're games. talking about a team that was in the national championship last care. year. We're They're talking three about three starters back on offense. Colorado sucked. Houston was good, but not great. And SMU was solid. You know. So what are you saying? What I'm saying is they're better than all four of the teams they played no, so far. No, no, no. I disagree. You know? Well, um, I'm going to give them four now. Three and one, and then they're home to the West Virginia Mountaineers. They'll find a loss in the first five. I'll say that. I think that's anyone's game here, but uh, I'll, I'll favor TCU. It's in Almond G Carter. Four and one. See, we're on the same page here. Well, look, I had this as an automatic loss before the fact that Iowa State had like 50 players gambling. So I have no idea the suspension status. <laughs> and all of a sudden, what looked like a loss is probably looking like a win. The schedule just got genius for them. Um, um, yeah, that's uh, they they throttled uh, Iowa State last year too, sixty-two to fourteen, and now they're playing a depleted, uh, scandal-ridden yeah. uh, Cyclones team. They're gonna win that five and one, five and one, and then they have homecoming, and the BYU Cougars come to town, and I got an upset special as the BYU Cougars and Kalani Sataki knock off. I loved what they did. They went out and hired Jay Hill, the defensive coordinator, former uh, Weaver State head coach. Yeah. I got BYU with an upset on October 14th, buddy. I could easily see it. Yeah. I could easily see it, and I'll join you. Woo! There we go. Uh, and then they head to Bill Snyder Family Stadium, where K State pretty much should have swept them last year. And uh, they're not winning the Bill Snyder Family well, Stadium. Well, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, everyone have merry, very Merry Who Christmas. Who won the Big 12 but, last year, Petty C? Uh, look, one and one. Who went to the national championship? I'm sure Kansas State would have preferred uh, TCU's. Uh, season to their own. You remember championships? Yeah. Well, you not all, appearances. Uh, you all, yeah. K State was a loss. When was the last time K State saw a national championship? That's all jaded. College football is a. Wait, wait they were the ones that got uh, A and M like robbed them in yeah. uh, what ninety yeah, nine. Connell. Oh my gosh, uh, buddy. They're losing that game too, though. Three losses by the bye week. Yeah, I agree. So that puts them at what? Five and three. Five and three at the bye week. Four games left. And then on a Thursday night. Back into the schedule in is tough. Loss. Loss. Thursday night team nationally know. televised. What uh what, what happened in this game last year? They they won 34-24 in Fort Worth. Yeah, it's probably a loss. So five and four? Yep. 
Home to the Texas Longhorns. That's a dub. That is a dub. Six and four. Send those classless fools out yeah, the door. Last time they Horns come to down. Fort Worth, those fucking bums. All right, get out of here. Uh, there we go. Then they're home to the Baylor Bears. So we have them what at six and four with two games left. Yep. They got to hit both to hit the over. They ain't hitting either. Well, they might get Baylor at home. The fire drill last year was the how they beat Baylor. <laughs> Baylor's good. I know. I'm taking Baylor. I'm taking Baylor too. Uh, but I will take TCU here Friday, November 4th. The final time they go into Norman, Oklahoma, <laughs> that might be wishful thinking. I don't think Oklahoma is that good. Oklahoma is going to yeah. be better. Uh, don't expect Oklahoma to be the same team they were last year. Uh, I I'll give them one of those two, seven and five, seven and five, seven I'm and on five the under. And I feel pretty good about it. How about yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, look, we were shocked last year. Maybe Sonny Dykes is just going to take a dump on us two years in a row and make like it idi- makes look like idiots I like again. Sonny Dykes, man. I hope he does. Yeah. Hope he does. You Seems know? like a cool guy. Yeah, uh, folks. Look, before we get out of here, I had a chance to sit down with uh, Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour, to talk about his experiences to uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Amon G. Carter Stadium. So, with no further ado, here is that interview. Beyond the college football experience, TCU Horn Frogs 2023 season preview episode is none other than the College Football Stadium God. Yes, Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour. Michael's been to every single FBS stadium in the land and most of the FCS, some D2, some D3. I'm telling you, his travel schedule each and every fall is unfucking believable. He posts the photo of the game. He'll go to like five, six, seven games a week. It is a must follow. So make sure you give him a follow at CFB campus tour. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show to talk a little almond G Carter stadium and the TCU. Yeah. 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 Thank you for having me. And uh, we're going from stadium King to stadium. God. So I love it. There's a, <laughs> the, the uh, escalation there, but yeah, uh, the Carter, this is a good one, almost a hundred year old stadium. So let's, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, uh, TCU obviously fresh off the national championship. They've really built this thing up. I know, uh, I, I, I know, uh, the athletic director actually, but, uh, yeah. And also like they, I just know that they've been building on this thing. It looks fantastic from the Google imaging here. Tell me, tell me a little bit about the history here. So even though the stadium opened in 1929, it was completely rebuilt, uh, between 2010 and 2012. $164 $164 million. They even rebuilt some of the subterranean foundation. So uh, even though the, the, you know, the born on date is 1929, we're really looking at a 10 or 11 year old stadium. Uh, but when the original capacity was 22,000 in the, in the original shell, uh, they won the 1935, 1938 national championship right after they opened in 1929. Uh, the, the biggest crowd they had was in 2009, 50,307. And that was when the stadium was a little bit larger. And like I said, the, uh, the remodeling, the rebuilding, it put it at its current capacity of 45,000 and also of note, they host the annual armed forces bowl. Mm, mm, mm. Sling and Sammy ball used to pat used to throw passes here. Huh? It was, uh, was it was, was it Sammy ball? I think it was, uh, I think it was Sammy ball. I could be crazy. But uh, either way, how many times have you been to the stadium, man? I've been there for one game. It was a Thursday night game uh, against Texas Tech. That's a big rivalry out there. Uh, it was a it was a hard fought game. It was seventeen uh, fourteen, and I'm going back there. It's been five years since I've been there. 
They have a home opener at uh, 11 a.m. against Colorado and Dion's first game. Uh, that's going to be part of a doubleheader with Texas State uh, at Baylor. And, you know, me, I'm not picky. I'm also not big enough media for me to get a big, you know, a credential for that game most likely. So I just bought a standing room only ticket and I'm just going to maneuver through the stadium. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. And uh, that sounds amazing. That game is going to be a big noon kickoff. So nationally televised game, but Sammy ball was part of that national championship TCU team, buddy. There you go. Yeah. I'm thinking of some older quarterback, somebody in the classic, you know, 1930s pose. So my bad. No, unbelievable though, man, that this guy, come on. I mean, this is a guy that played, uh, played defensive back, led the league in picks at the same time that, uh, you know, he led the league in passing unfucking believable. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta get down there first. Uh, like I've, I've, I, I've almost gone a couple times. Uh, I think I was scheduled to go when COVID hit, I was going to go down there for a game that year. COVID hit canceled my plans. Uh, but I got to get to the stadium and clearly what TCU is building this thing up the right way. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, uh, I think you're going to enjoy, I mean, that, that TCU Colorado game, I think one of the, one of the big time games, I bet you that draws a big number because of what Dion is doing with Colorado. Uh, so looking forward to that, man. And uh, appreciate you hopping on the show and hopefully one day I'll catch you at Amon G stadium, man. Send me some sunscreen, please, because it's going to be a hot one for that opener, but <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see you down there at the Carter sometime. Sounds good, brother. Take care, man. Appreciate you hopping on the show. Thank you. As always, Colby. Anytime, man. Folks, give him a follow at CFB Campus Tories. Going to all the games. His schedule for week one's unbelievable. So make sure you follow it. You'll see. You'll see what I mean. And you'll be thankful that you follow. Because any college football fan, he posts, he does a lot of the history of the, the stadium too on his page. It's a must follow. Folks, get over there at CFB Campus Tour. Take care, Michael. All right. Thank you, Colby. You too. Michael Parker, Amon G Stadium. We got to get over there. Amon G Carter Stadium. Got to go. get over. That's a big stadium. It's one that I. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. All right, doing great work. If you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, this is where you need to be. Who cares about the Longhorns? You got the the real, real pride of Texas there in in, in Fort Worth. Baby. Boom. Let's go. What, what do they call the frog? Uh, the uh, uh, I'm drawing it. Man, um, ah, this is pathetic. Hypno, 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 hypno frog. toad, right? Hypno so, toad. That's yeah, right. Let's go. Uh, Sammy Ball, 31 career interceptions as a defense, but I want to say he was a great punter uh, in the league. Led the too. league, led the NFL in interceptions as a defensive back, not thrown interceptions. Yeah, he intercepted and then at the same time led the league in passing. Unfucking. They don't make them like they used to. Unbelievable, folks. Uh, what are you doing? Get on over there. Well, look, we're on the under, but you know, we were wrong last year on this team. So eh, take it with a grain of salt. We're both on the under. Uh, yeah. Subscribe to the college football experience. We're on uh, give us a follow on Twitter first at TCE on SGPN. Patty sees on Twitter, Patty C eight, three, one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D give us all a follow. And uh, look, like I said, we host the college basketball experience. Jamie, Jamie Dixon doing a great job there. Subscribe college baseball experience. Subscribe uh, big 12 experience money line Mac and company subscribe. Um, also the FCS college football experience. So those are all separate podcast feeds. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, subscribe, tell a friend and folks, um, you know, make sure you get that SGPN app free to download in the app store and Google play store. And also check out the Phil Steele interview. We just had with Phil Steele. We also had Randy cross, former super bowl champ on the show talking college football, check out all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, looking forward, looking forward to the season.
especially that week one matchup. All right, folks, until next time, this is the college football experience, hypno toad style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here.